Jim. Trust the force. The Empire is building a weapon capable of destroying an entire planet. They call it the Death Star. We need to capture the plans if there's any hope of destroying it. We want to help. All right. How many do I need? I'll be there for you. The captain said I had to. Charming. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. I will not fail. The Imperial forces um. are converging on our present location. <laughs> Take hold of this moment. The force is strong. Tell me you have a backup plan. Our co-host, Dean, just happened to have the honor of watching Star Wars Rogue One five days early. And we wanted to get uh, first reactions to you as soon as we possibly could. So that explains why Dean and I are here with you tonight. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good. It's well, not quite uh, hot off the press because we're not we're not a printed uh, periodical. What would it be if it's like a podcast? Not hot off the press, but hot off the air? I don't know. The <laughs> earphones? I don't know. <laughs> uh... uh yeah, so I saw the movie today. I saw it at 11 o'clock. Uh, anybody who listens to the show maybe listened last year to the uh, story of my uh, uh, watching uh, the last installment and uh, having uh, many problems at the screening uh, because of uh, electrical interruptions and problems with the digital print or I don't know exactly how they're – I think the way they're screening the piece is I think they're uh, they're broadcasting it from L.A. and uh, and they're not actually sending out any DCPs for, or whatever you call them, the digital prints uh, to, for screeners, you know. They're broadcasting it from L.A. and so – that creates some difficulties if the broadcast signal gets interrupted. Uh, and so, like last year, which, by the way, last year's screening started at 11 o'clock and didn't end to almost 3.30 because it got interrupted about three times and to the point where we were waiting around for aggregate about two hours to see the entire film. And even even then, we didn't get to see the last minute and a half of it. It, it cut off and never cut back on. So this this screening wasn't quite as disastrous, but it did start off very shakily in that uh, we uh, uh, the film started and had no sound for about the first minute and a half. And I didn't. We also didn't get to see the very, very beginning, like the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And so I'm not quite sure how it be, begins. Whether it has Star Wars or I know it doesn't have an opening crawl, which does make it a lot different. Uh, <clears throat> but onto the movie itself, it finally came on the sound, and 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 nothing else went bad. So that was that was a relief. 
uh, as for the movie itself, um, well, let me just say that the first half is the second half is better than the first half. Let me just put it that way, uh, just straightforward. Um, I I feel like the movie is too long. Um, uh, but particularly since we already know the story, um, and the story is basically uh, cast Felicity Jones as as uh, Jen Urso, the daughter of the scientist that's working for the Empire that has discovered a way to uh, destroy planets with a certain mineral that they have to mine, uh, and this mineral. Uh, if it's mined in large enough doses, can create uh, the energy for the Death Star, uh, which is in construction at the time. And they want he's he has uh, he's played by Mads Mikkelsen, and uh, uh, Felicity Jones's father. That's that's him. Uh, he's. Um, uh he's defected from the empire but they come and get him back and uh and want him to work for for them and even force him to work for them um later on in her adulthood is when uh Felicity Jones this happens when she's a child uh in her adulthood uh she's a she's kind of a well I don't know. She, she, to me, her character is rather fuzzy, but she's just a sort of a new do well who gets, uh, who gets uh, taken in by the rebels, and and uh, and she has some information uh, about a flaw that her father has built into the Death Star, and so basically the the entire. Uh, <clears throat> the entire story just hinges on them trying to get the uh, plans for the Death Star and uh, to find the flaw, uh, to find amongst the millions of computer files that are in, in the Death Star, to find the, the one that contains the information about this flaw, which they can deliver to the Rebel Army. And so uh, she gets in, in you know, action film fashion. She gets together a team of uh, experts, quote unquote, to help her, including Diego Luna, as a, I guess the closest thing that there is to a Han Solo in the movie. He's uh, he's teamed up with uh, a robot voiced by Alan Tudyk. Uh, who does a lot of voices for a lot of things, and of course is uh, is also a veteran of Firefly. Uh, and he gets most of the, this character gets most of the laughs uh, in the movie. Um, I didn't think the movie was his lines were particularly funny, but the fans behind me loved it. So and they they laughed on cue at everything and uh, really vociferously too. And I was like, it's just not that funny. Uh, but uh, but I'm not particularly a fan. You guys should know this. <laughs> I'm not like a diehard fan. Uh, but uh, she also gets Donnie Yen, who is a blind. Uh, I guess a, I guess he's a Jedi. He's 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 definitely a a major student of the Force. So um, 
Uh, I couldn't tell if he was actually a Jedi priest or anything like that. But anyway, Donnie Yen, who's also uh, paired with Wen uh, Wen Jiang uh, as his sort of uh, machine, uh, I guess a what what would I call the weapon that he carries? It's like a machine gun, but with lasers. Uh, so we get a laser machine gun in this. But uh, Donnie Yen is uh, one of the bright spots in kind of a very, I find, very dull um, ensemble. Uh, Donnie Yen is, uh, I feel, is the one that has the most physical presence and the most uh, and the biggest acting presence too. I mean, uh, and uh, it also helps that the way that he's photographed is, in the film is, uh, in particular scenes and in, in action scenes, is quite quite different. Owes a lot to Hong Kong kind of photography, uh, so it it really pops out like, wow, this is something different for a Star Wars movie here. Uh, so, um, but uh, the story is kind of rather ho hum. I I felt like the first hour <clears throat> was uh, uh, not that great. Although, let me just say this: the one. <clears throat> historical thing that I think does come from this movie that I think is just is absolutely um, history making in a way uh, is uh, its reliance on uh, a CGI rendered uh, resurrection of uh, Peter Cushing who oh. if you remember from the first Star Wars plays Grand Moff Tarkin the sort of the uh, overlord that se- seems to be even Darth Vader's boss, basically. Uh, and uh, so we get not just little sideways glances at him or shots of him from behind or anything like that. We get full-on, here's Peter Cushing resurrected from the grave, all in CGI. Uh, and oh. it's done pretty... <laughs> <laughs> in major scenes too. I mean, and not just one, like probably four or five. Um, wow. So uh, I noticed that uh, um, that the voice is provided by someone else, another actor, somebody. Um, uh, I didn't get the actor's name actually, but um, and I'm here on IMDb looking for it, but I can't see it. Um, but uh yeah, I'm wondering about that too. Uh, and it's not the only instance of a fully CGI rendered character in the movie, but I won't give anything else away. I mean in terms of human human characters. Uh but um I I really found that that was the one thing that I said, wow, this is something completely completely different, completely uh completely sort of shocking. And as far as the, how the CGI of uh, Peter Cushing went, it's um, it's noticeably CGI, but it's still pretty good. Although they're lucky to have kind of a taciturn character like um, like Grand Moff Tarkin to be their subject, because they don't have to put a lot of facial expression in there. Uh, he's just basically like an evil dude. So uh so they they benefit from that. If they had to 
if they had to do anything, you know, Brando esque or anything, they would have problems. But um at any rate <clears throat> the uh the I mean it, uh, you have to give them credit for uh I guess, you know, adding diversity to the cast. I mean, you know, you got Diego Luna, you have Donnie Yen, uh you have Forrest Whitaker as uh as a um someone that leads uh uh Felicity Jones into into uh her mission. You got Riz Ahmed uh from uh, the Night of uh and Nightcrawler. He's pretty good in it. Uh there's uh Jimmy Smith's of course uh reviving an old uh uh you know something from uh, I guess he was in Revenge of the Sith. So you know, I mean, you've got a nice, diverse cast, but let me just say this. No one really lands except for Donnie Yen and maybe Alan Tudyk, and that's it. And Riz Ahmed's okay. Uh, the rest of it, <clears throat> the the most sparks that come from the movie are from uh, the Empire side. Uh, as usual, they're, they're more interesting. There's a uh, sort of a clash uh between a major general uh that want a general uh empire general that wants to take credit for the death star uh and uh darth darth vader wants to steal the credit away from him again okay so let me just say this the last part of the movie uh where you're not just getting you know acclimated to these new characters but you're really deep in the story and you're really just into the action uh that's when the movie comes comes alive and i will say that darth vader has a couple of really great scenes in it i mean uh if you're coming to see darth vader you're going to get a couple of (laughs) major major things that you're going to love um uh, but uh, who, who voices I, Darth Vader? Do you, do you know if James Earl Jones voices? It, Darth Vader it is James it? Earl Jones. It, it is, is James Earl Jones. So um, <laughs> and I'm sure he's when they're still dead, out there, when he still out when there, he's dead, they'll he's, they'll just resurrect his voice. Right. They'll get a they'll get an expert. Uh, you know, the person that they got to uh, imitate. Peter Cushing is is magnificent. So I mean, they really did an amazing job on that. Um, <clears throat> you know, I I like Felicity Jones, but I I I was not moved, I really wasn't moved by any of the characters in it. Really, I mean, I I was just I got I at a certain point, you know, you're watching these movies and you're like, okay, well. I'm remembering back to watching Star Wars for the first time in 1977 as a kid, and there weren't many movies like it, and uh, and it was uh, it was stunning because of that. Well, nowadays there's these are a dime a dozen now, and uh, the specialness is is not quite there, and the only time that it does come forward is when you pay special attention to the sets and the costumes and the quality of the special effects and the music, which, by the way, the music is is done by uh, Ma- Michael Giacchino or whatever his name is uh, uh, yeah. this time. It's not uh, John Williams, although they use some John Williams themes. 
but he does a, he does a good job of a very very good job of, by the way of of uh approximating that so uh that John Williams quality uh going to yes. make the fans happy the pe- the people who were behind me who were I mean, obviously, obviously, fans. They weren't just film critics. They were Star Wars fans. Uh, they were going nuts about it, and uh, they gave it a big round of applause at the end. But for me, I mean, I was just uh, sort of, eh, whatever. Ho hum. <laughs> well, let's I mean, let the let let the hate mail start flowing in. But let me let, <laughs> let me ask you a couple of let me ask you a couple of questions. There's, uh, you know, eight Star Wars movies now. Right. So uh, where does this rank? Does it rank in the middle? I like to, I like Force Awakens a little bit better than this, frankly, because, uh, I mean, people are saying that this is a darker film. It is dark, and, uh, you know, I, I don't have to, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a weird movie to talk about spoilers with because we already know what happens. Uh there's a line in the first Star Wars that says many many rebel many rebel forces died getting us this information, which they refer to the to the Death Star information. So uh, we kind of know where this is going, and uh, let me just advise you: don't fall in love with these characters too hard while you're watching it. <laughs> let me just say that, uh, and then I'll leave it at that. Um, but another thing, um, you, you know, the, but the where, where purpose, is it? Where, where, I, I, where does it lie? It's, I like the first three better, and then then Force Awakens, and then maybe this, and then, you know, it's right, right, uh, <laughs> right, uh, right before the George Lucas prequels, the horrors. So yes. I, so yeah. uh, the the whole purpose of this these films are to kind of broaden. The mythology, which mm-hmm. that's what that's what they want. They've always wanted Star Wars to be, and and with those first three films, uh, they majorly succeeded in building a new mythology. Is it successful at that? Uh, I think it is for its fans. I mean, I I don't I don't know that any <clears throat> that anyone who's not com- totally committed to the Star Wars uh, ethos. Is going to be convinced otherwise by watching this, uh, but uh, then again, many people already are, uh, you know, part of that ethos, uh, believe in it, and so I don't think this will uh, do anything to dispel them, uh, and I don't think that my words will do anything to dispel them. Uh, this is a <laughs> totally critic-proof movie. Everybody's going to have to go see it, and everybody will have an opinion, but. Uh, I, I wish I could say, oh man, I just thought they were great characters and I loved them, and I felt so heartbroken uh, when anything bad happened to them. And and uh, I will say that it does have an unusual. We, can, we should remember, okay? So the movie also dramatizes. One of the things that it dramatizes is the nascent uh, power of uh, the Death Star. So they're trying out the laser on the Death Star to see how powerful they can get it, and it, it provides a lot of the movies. Uh, 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 it, it's not quite up to snuff of you know blowing up like blowing up Alderaan kind of power. It's uh, uh, 
it's more like you know like five million five million Hiroshima's kind of power like <laughs> so uh it's not um it's it's not really destroying the planet quite yet it's just creating huge uh huge cataclysms on it so uh that that creates a lot of the um the danger that's uh that's portrayed in the movie and those scenes are are remarkable they're kind of like it's kind of like watching a um in some scenes it's kind of like watching a, a tidal wave but only the tidal wave is of land it's not of water so uh so that's that's a that's a memorable image from it and there are a lot of memorable images in terms of the special effects uh you know uh you can expect a you know uh plenty of battle sequences uh you know plenty of characters from uh from the other movies that pop up and including characters from the from the cantina uh you know uh there is a quick shot i guess this is a spoiler maybe i shouldn't say it but there is a quick shot of of uh c3po and r2d2 I mean, there's tons of little things. There's an at at in it, you know, so you get to see the, the sort of elephantine kind of uh, things that we remember from uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. So it, it plays a little bit like uh, you know Star Wars greatest hits sometimes, and uh, and that's cool. People love yeah, which, that. Which is exact. Which is exactly what The Force Awakens was. And I I, right. I, I think I think you and I both agreed at that time. That the Force Awakens, for that reason, probably did exactly what it needed to do to restore fans' faith in the franchise, because uh-huh. it recalled it recalled the greatest hits. It recalled the time when people didn't poo-poo on the direction that Star Wars was taking. You know, when they were they're very innocent about it and and and, and enthusiastic. But I, I, let me ask you this too, because. A lot is being made of the different way that combat, the action sequences are staged in this one, as if it more closely resembles like a World War II or documentary kind of combat field than previous. Yeah, I definitely noticed that, and I and I appreciated that. That was one of the things that enlivened uh, the special effects of this one was the sort of you know there'll be like shots from the from the from the engines of the of the X wing, so you see the the engines in the foreground and uh everything else and you know what's chasing them in the background and uh i mean um you, it feels like you get a lot more detail on the on the ships themselves uh particularly the star destroyers but also also uh you know new parts of the uh of the death star that you haven't seen and it gets very inventive in its last uh 30 minutes because as it as it ratchets up to um the moment where the first star wars begins i mean the uh the art direction uh starts to mirror that first star wars you know because we we go on we find ourselves eventually on that ship that's being chased in that first shot in in star wars a new hope so um that part is uh, quite great. <laughs> I thought, like it, it really ends, it really ends really uh, kind of spectacularly. 
And it has an ending also that recalls a certain Lars von Trier film that I won't mention, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of unusual too. So yeah. um, <laughs> that's something you've never heard in the same thing: Star Wars and Lars von Trier. <laughs> but it does. Uh, and um, is, it, so, is it the scene where they is it the scene where they cut off uh, cast members' labia? Is that what reminded you of Lars von Trier? <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um, you know I mean a person asked me they said what did you think of it uh, outside and I said uh, well I told the I told the press person I said I like the I like the, the it was okay I like the second half better than the first half and I just left it at that <laughs> but Outside to this other person who was a confessed Star Wars nut since child childhood, I said, "Well, I just think I'm a little too old for these things now." I guess he said, "Well, you're only as old as you feel." And I said, "Well, I feel pretty old these days because I really like really serious things, and I just can't find this serious, and I also can't find the wonder in it really because it's just it's been beaten out of me through." Uh, a subsequent 30 or 40 years of watching movies like this. And uh, so I just, I, but I said the things I liked about it, you know, which uh, I'm trying to remain positive in this this review, which really I, I would just say that this is not a bad movie. It's just a two-and-a-half star movie for, you know, uh, a person who's not particularly a fan. And, uh, I mean, I love Star Wars. I love Empire Strikes Back. No, it's not better than Empire Strikes Back. No, it's not as uh, well-acted. It's not as well-photographed or well-paced or well-written. It may be, in some ways, as dark <laughs> but uh and it, and it's dark in terms of uh photography too it's a it's a darker looking star wars movie it's it's like grimier looking let me put it that way the geek icons out there as they are as they exist now in geek culture whether it be like kevin smith or um uh the guy that hosts the uh the walking dead after show what's his name uh right that guy <laughs> All those people. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're saying this is the best Star Wars, uh, even better than Empire. And no, I, I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've lost all perspective. Look, you know, when you're going to the freaking world premiere of the thing, and there's an X-wing right out there in, in front of the Pantages Theater or wherever it was in in yeah. L.A. Uh, and you've got all the stars are there, and uh, and you're part of that audience. That audience ate the fuck out of this thing. I mean, they 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 could they could not. I'm positive they could not contain. I'm positive there were many soiled pants in that <laughs> in that audience. So yeah, I mean, you know, when you're part of that audience. You, I guess you could be forgiven for like coming out and saying it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. But I mean, this is the first anthology film, which means separate from the main episodes, kind of mm-hmm. building in between building blocks that fill in gaps and that sort of thing. Uh, does it feel 
different? I mean, does it feel like the anthology movies might have a little distinction uh, from the regular episodes? <laughs> Not yet, because because we're still dealing with the Death Star. I mean, the mo- I'm I'm still waiting for the moment when the Death Star or the idea of the Death Star, or a threat of a kind of Death Star, whether it be as big as a planet, or uh, as big as a sun, or as big as a galaxy. I mean, how much bigger are they going to make them? But uh, um, we're still dealing with the Death Star here. So uh, until we get something that's totally outside of this realm of storytelling that kind of forces us into this structure that is we got to find this thing and then we got to find this thing and then we got to find this thing and then we can blow this thing up and then at the end da 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 you know and then the credits are rolling you know until we get out of that <laughs> then uh uh you know we're we're not going to know really I mean, yeah. until we get something like Boba Fett on a mission or something like that, you know, that has nothing to right. do with Star Wars. With which I, I with think, I think, I think that might be coming. I mean, I think that might yeah. be a plan. I mean, and I, the the Han Solo thing sounds sounds you know interesting. Although I could see where they could that could also be just forced into a certain thing, but the the critical thing is to take the Death Star out of the equation, and let's go on with something new, a new threat. Uh, I, I counsel that they go for a smaller threat, like something so tiny it can't even be seen. Uh, uh, I think that would be an interesting way to go. Uh, but um, but that's just me, and I don't like a, get paid for that. Like a bullet, a bullet in space, or something. Uh, you know, like a a micro, uh, maybe a micro robot kind of thing, a nano, a nano uh, kind of sized uh, threat. I think that would that would be much more. That would be an interesting way to go. Uh, that would be certainly different, but. Um, yeah, so no, they they don't really they don't really break out of it yet. It's still it's still the the it's still kind of the same old thing, really. But at least it doesn't have a lot of boring talk about uh, 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 you know trade relations and uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, they actually built the sets. They actually have you know. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 physically real, so you know, got to give them credit for you know keeping up with that, and the costumes are nice and all that kind of stuff, and and you know, just the best parts of it are the things that remind you of the other movies, really, and uh, that's never my favorite thing to go say about a movie. <laughs> oh, the best parts of it are things that remind me of better movies. Get out of here. 
Our rebellion is all that remains to push back the Empire. I'd be able to help us. When was the last time you were in contact with your father? What is this? It appears he is critical to the development of a super weapon. If my father built this thing, we need to find him. All right. How many do I need? They are requesting a call sign. It's, um, Rogue. Rogue One. The power that we are dealing with here is immeasurable. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. You are not willing to risk being left behind? Take hold of this moment to force a straw. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. And the next. You're all rebels, aren't you? Save the rebellion! Save the dream!